Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Odyssey NFL insider Peter King and insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin too. Men like Peter King. Hi, Peter. Oh, do we hear Hello? you okay? There you are. Hey, now Peter. we got you. You have me? We got you. How you doing? Okay. Everything's going great. It's a lovely evening in Brooklyn, New York, and uh, getting ready tomorrow to go to Houston for the playoff game there on Saturday, and then we'll go to Detroit on Sunday. So I'm going to do a twin bill this weekend. I love it. We would love to ask you about some of these games coming up for uh, for sure. But uh, top of mind, uh, and we've asked you every week, uh, and, and we know where things sit to a degree, but, but here we are at the end of the season. Uh, Peter, what do you think the MVP vote is going to be for you? Oh, I cast my ballot yesterday, and I voted for Lamar Jackson, and I had uh, Brock Purdy number two on my list. You care to finish out the entire top five? Sure. I did uh, Josh Allen uh, three, Dak Prescott four, Tyreek Hill five. Okay. It's interesting because we were batting about what we thought you might think, and I actually had you with C.J. Stroud as uh, as the five spot. Did you have some debate over Josh Allen and McCaffrey and C.J. and sort of the bottom of your ballot? Was that tough to go two through five? Well, I mean, look, it's all these things are tough. The defensive player of the year was absolutely impossible. Um, but I think on the MVP, as we've talked about before, I'm probably more inclined to think quarterbacks than anything else because the quarterback is the most important guy on virtually every team. And in this particular case, um, I think I look at the big games late in the year and I look at what Josh Allen did and I really like what he did in getting Buffalo almost singularly back to the second seed. Um, and it was really a battle between, I was always going to put Brock Purdy too. And it's a battle. It was a battle really for me between Brock or between Dak Prescott and Josh Allen for number three. And um, probably early in the year, maybe a month or so ago, I would have had Tyreek Hill, you know, as high as three, but he's fallen off in the last, I don't know what whatever you'd call it last month or so, and um, he didn't break the receiving record, even though he obviously with a seventeen game schedule, he certainly had that opportunity. But uh, I ended up putting him five because I think that for twelve or thirteen weeks of the year, he was hugely, hugely valuable. The the most important non quarterback. Uh, in in pro football. So that's kind of how I looked at it. Peter, 
in your opinion, what is the gap between the one seeds and everyone else? How likely is Ravens Niners? Well, we, everybody at this time of year, almost every year, has a good feel and and really believes in the one seed because they have so many advantages. I mean, Christian McCaffrey has got 20 days to, uh, you know, to heal for this calf injury. And so, you know, you look at it and you basically say, you know, they should have a huge advantage. But, you know, I'm not sure. I think this is an odd year in that look how different the Dallas Cowboys are in week five to now. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys are extremely, in my opinion, they've got a much better chance to play a better game than they did in week five. I don't know why that is, but they're just playing better than they did uh, back in early October. So I think the way I look at this is I, I don't think that a team in either conference, because look, let's talk about the AFC for a second. When you look at the AFC, the one thing that you see quite honestly is we're all assuming that Lamar Jackson is going to play great. Like he has all the way through the regular season. Well, Lamar Jackson's played four playoff games in his life. He's one in three and the Baltimore Ravens have averaged 13 points a game in those four games. He has been a lousy playoff player. So he's got to prove that he's going to play well in the playoffs. And I think that is the one thing about at least the AFC uh, that I think is pretty difficult to project. And, and look, the one thing about the 49ers, and I'm not saying they're going to lose if they play the Rams in any way, shape, or form, because I don't think they would, but that could be a pretty impossible, you know, divisional round matchup. Uh, not impossible, but but a, a much more difficult matchup, divisional round than than a, a one seed would usually have if the Rams end up winning this weekend. So I think there are trap games uh, to be had for all for both of the number one seeds. Who do you think poses the biggest threat to Baltimore in the AFC? Buffalo. I like Cleveland a lot, too. I mean, in my opinion, the two most dangerous teams in the AFC to go into Baltimore, at least as I look at it, would be Cleveland. How ironic it would be to see Joe Flacco go into Baltimore next weekend uh, if that's the way it falls. But the other one, I think, is Buffalo because, and look, you can say this with almost any team, but if Buffalo plays a clean game, they could beat anybody in football by 10 points right now, today. But the problem with Buffalo is that they don't play a lot of clean games. They they turn it over a lot. They were fortunate that Miami couldn't get anything done last weekend. And so, therefore, they had enough to win a game in which they didn't play very well. So, I, I think I think that I think Buffalo is the is the most dangerous team for them. But most likely, Cleveland has the best 
defense right now, clearly the number one rated defense, and they probably have the defense that's playing the best late in the year. So to me, I, I think Baltimore is going to have two very tough games if that's how it falls. Football Morning in America and Peter King, Odyssey NFL Insider, with us here as he is every week on Willard and Tibbs, 95-7 the game. Uh, Peter, uh, because it it has a lot to do with who the 49ers are going to see next week, let's dive a little bit into that Rams-Lions game. Lions yeah. are a favorite. Everybody seems to think the Rams are going to win. And there's the Matt Stafford going home story, but I'm sort of more interested in the Jared Goff, hey, McVay, you were wrong uh, angle of, of, of this story. Like, how, how do you... S- Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. See history affecting this game. Well, Jared Goff might think deep down, hey, maybe you're wrong, but the moment that Matthew Stafford hoisted the Lombardi Trophy was the moment that Sean McVay was absolutely right. He wanted to change quarterbacks in order to win a Super Bowl. He changed quarterbacks. He won a Super Bowl. Ergo, I, I mean, Goff can say whatever he wants, and I'm sure that to this day it still probably hurts him what happened. But uh, I, I don't, I don't definitely don't think the Rams are wrong there. Um, I, I think both of those stories are interesting. I think the one part of this story that I wonder about, honestly, is Matthew Stafford is a steely guy, tough guy. He reminds me a lot of his very good friend, Clayton Kershaw, um, who never seems to be too affected by the moment. And, and, and I kind of look at this game and I say, how can you not be affected by the moment? Matthew Stafford was drafted to bring playoff football to Detroit. Now he's bringing playoff football to Detroit, playing for another team. And, you know, that's, and that plus the fact that Detroit's front seven is going to create huge problems, especially Aiden Hutchinson uh, is going to create huge problems for the Rams in terms of protection. So he's going to have to throw quick. 
Uh, I don't know if he's going to be able to play a great game because I think he's going to be under great pressure in this game. It's going to be fantastic to see a Detroit home crowd in the playoffs. First time in 30 years for the Motor City to have that home game. The other NFC one, Peter, is just baffling to me. The once dominant Philadelphia Eagles at Tampa Bay and the fight in Mayfields. What do you make of that one? Is is Philadelphia truly washed, or can they rise up and win this game on the road, in your opinion? Two consecutive games against Arizona at home and against a bad Giants team on the road. They have had basically, well, the first one was a must-win because you figure that in order to win the division, we got to win out because Dallas has, you know, Dallas is not going to, you know, lose to Washington in the last game of the year. So I think the way I look at it is, you know, the, the Eagles have really dug themselves a huge hole. I don't think they can get out of it. Um, you, you really don't have, you have an aging defense with nobody stepping up right now. Um, and, and, you know, to have, to have blown these two games to, to, to a th- previously three win team, uh, you know, Arizona and to the Giants who they've beaten 900 times in a row and they're down 24 nothing at the half. That's, and that is with everyone on the team, everyone figuring, you know, knowing exactly what's at stake. We have to win this game. And they don't even come close. And look, I I think one of the strangest things that I've ever seen is Vegas or whoever makes these lines these days making the Eagles a favorite coming into that game. I mean, has there been any television shown in the state of Nevada (laughs) recently? I mean, do they they not have they not seen how pathetic the Eagles are? I don't know. I couldn't I couldn't pick them now to to beat. I, and I, I don't mean to, to exaggerate. I wouldn't pick them to win a game against any team in football right now. Mm, big statement. Uh, Peter King with us here on 95.7 The Game. Peter, I want to ask you about Kyle Shanahan. I know you know him well. You've talked to him so many times. And once this thing gets rolling here, um, look, outside of major injury, he's had some chances. This feels like his best chance. I've actually spoken to some people in Vegas. The Niners would still be favored even if they play the Ravens. So they're going to be the favorite as as often as they play the rest of the way. So what's what's on the line for Kyle Shanahan in this run? Uh I don't I don't know because unless they lose by double digits in the divisional game, you know, I I just I don't see anybody even if the 49ers don't make the Super Bowl saying, well, you know, Kyle Shanahan can't win the big one. I mean, look, there's a lot of people who say that anyway, you know, because going back to Atlanta in 28-3 to and, and you know, going back to, you know, the playoffs since then, I get it. I don't say that at all. Um, you know, I think he's a good coach, and, and I think he's done a really, really good job with this team. So... I think the labels that are put on players like this or that put on coaches like this 
it's fine to put these labels on, quite honestly, but I'm not one who necessarily follows it. Now, you know, when I talked about Lamar Jackson and, and uh, you know, that he hasn't been a good playoff quarterback, it's different being one in three averaging 13 points a game than what has happened to Kyle Shanahan in the playoffs. You know, he's lost some big games, obviously, but I don't look at any of those losses as being, I I mean, look, you can say the Atlanta loss to the Patriots is embarrassing because they were up by 25, and I might agree with you. I'm sure that, you know, on his all-time list of games he's ever coached, that's the one that bothers him the most, and it should. But I, I don't view him as a guy who, I mean, unless they just totally crap out of these playoffs, that I will look at uh, in any way other than, you know, the guy's a really good coach. And just a coordinator during that 25-point uh, meltdown, so I, maybe he gets a half a loss for that or a, a third of a loss. Seems unfair to me to to peg that one on Kyle. You mentioned earlier your defensive player of the year ballot being a tough one. Care to share how that went? And did you have any Niners in there, a, a team that's been one of the best defenses all year long? That was That's one of the things that made it difficult. I mean, Nick Bosa's had a very good year. Maybe not his best year, but he's had a very good year. But, you know, I uh, when I did this list, they, they asked the APS for three winners um, for Defensive Player of the Year for all the, all the awards other than the MVP. They asked one to three. And so, uh, I, I mean, I had until... What day is today? I had until Wednesday noon to get that in, and I turned it in Wednesday morning. And I was, I literally woke up Wednesday and I said, "You got to make a decision." I've been, I've been struggling with this since the weekend. I mean, most guys didn't play over the weekend. Obviously, TJ Watt did. He played well. He got hurt, uh, but and he, and he had two sacks in that game. But here's what it came down to for me. <clears throat> I ended up voting for Miles Garrett. And one of the things, because I, look, I think that Miles Garrett, Micah Parsons, TJ Watt, Max Crosby, uh, Nick Bosa, they all have tremendous pressure numbers, good stats in that regard. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of looked at Miles Garrett. It came down to Miles Garrett and Micah Parsons for me. And I just, I, I got this play. I'm writing about this for Monday when I when I explain my ballot, and I've got this play that I have not been able to get out of my mind the whole year as I've thought about this. You guys may not even remember it. It was just a highlight in one game this year. Cleveland was playing Indianapolis, and uh, Miles Garrett lined up in the middle of the or near the middle of the line uh, on a field goal try by the Colts. And when the ball was snapped, he high jumped the center and he blocked the, the, the field goal. And Cleveland won the game. It was a huge play in the game. It, even though it happened in the second quarter, it was a big play in the game. And those are the kind of things I can't, I just can't, I'm not saying I voted for him for one play. I didn't. Uh, I think his, his numbers in all other ways are exemplary. 
And and the one other thing I would say about this is, and one of the reasons why this was so hard. Okay, so I didn't even have Max Crosby in my top three. And do you realize, I and I, I just finished writing this as an early note for my column this coming Monday. How about this? You realize that this year in the NFL, edge rushers total this year, played 14 games where the edge rusher played all the snaps. In other words, there were 14 wow. games this year that that an edge rusher in the game played every snap. Okay? Miles G- or uh, Max Crosby had 10 of those. Oof. And yeah. four other guys each had one. So, I mean, think of this. That guy played 10 complete games this season, and he was the best far and away against the run. Out of it, out of all edge rushers in football, by almost every metric, and and I and, and I and I had him. I would have had him fourth because those other three guys were so stupendous. I thought so. I ended up picking uh, Parsons second and uh, and T.J. Watt third. Even though Watt became the first guy ever to lead the league in sacks three times, and I don't know this. This was. That was, as I look back, and I've been doing this voting for a long time, Jeez. that, I have to tell you, was as tough a vote as I ever remember. Tied wow. up in knots, Peter wow. King. Wow. Man. Yeah, very, very cool stuff. Peter King with us. Uh, okay, Peter, forget the the Monday game between the Bucks and Eagles because you've already kind of laid out that you don't even think the Eagles should be the favorite. Let's take the other five games. Where's the upset this weekend? Good question. Um... Well, I don't think Miami is going to go to the Arctic Circle and be able to win that game, especially because basically their top four pass rushers are all gone. So I think Kansas City is going to win that game. Let me ask you this question, because I don't even know. Who is favored in Cleveland-Houston? Cleveland is. Yeah. By by just uh, like two and a half, I think it is. Yeah, down to two. Yeah, I, I think that's a totally absolute coin flip game. I probably would pick Cleveland. Um, I definitely would pick Pittsburgh uh, to or uh, Buffalo to yep. beat Pittsburgh. Um, and look, I think Green Bay is going to play well in Dallas, but I don't think they're going to win the game. So by process of elimination, I <laughs> guess I'd say the Rams, even though I would never encourage anybody to put a nickel against the Lions playing at home yep. in that game, especially with all their weapons. So I I think there's a chance that that favorites just totally uh roll roll the you know, just basically win everywhere. And if Tampa indeed is an underdog come Monday, uh, that would be the one I would pick. Okay. That's uh that's strong. I, I guess the follow up is uh Will Pittsburgh score in Buffalo? And I'm looking at the AccuWeather right now. Currently one degree in Kansas City. You sure you don't want to go to Kansas City instead of uh, Energy Stadium? Peter, come on. Do you want to know why I picked <laughs> Houston? I didn't, I, you know, I picked Houston Monday morning, okay? Because usually on these next two weekends, I go to two games. So it's just fun for me. So I, I like to go to two games. So anyway... I picked Houston because I said that how great is it that Cleveland and Houston 
are playing in the Deshaun Watson Bowl, and he's nowhere to be seen. (laughs) No matter who wins that game, it's a great story. So I said, I, I, I really want to go to that game. It's, it's, it's a very cool thing, but, but you know, the, 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 the Kansas city game, it interests me, but I just have a feeling that Miami is going to be a little bit like San Diego was in that AFC championship game in the icebox in Cincinnati 40 years ago or 41 years ago. I, I don't, I don't know how a team from Miami can go when it's 15 below wind chill and have much of a chance to win a football game. But who knows? We'll see. Uh, Peter, great stuff as always. We're heading into Wild Card Weekend. We can't wait. Already looking forward to talking to you next week. All right, guys. You take care. Thanks. Okay. Peter King with us every week on Willard and Dibs. Insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice Gentlemen's Blend Body Wash, providing exfoliation plus 24-7 moisturization because men have skin too. That was Odyssey NFL Insider Peter King. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com.